Ladies and gentlemen, the stage is set for an all-star matchup the likes of which has never been seen. Will Tom Hanks terrify in Tales from the Crypt, or will Ryan Gosling give us goosebumps? Only time and trauma will tell. This is Put Up Your Spoons! This week's theme... Star Power. My episode is a very special episode of Goosebumps, titled Say Cheese and Die, starring none other than Ryan Gosling, the man whose last name I can never remember, even though his initials are the exact same as my own. Maybe that's it. Maybe your brain (laughs) has already preserved that space. I do hate it when other people are named RG, because it's the only nickname I ever got. That's how boring my life was. If a Gosling is a baby goose, and he's a young Gosling... He's a goose zygote? Yes. Do, ge- do geese have zygotes? I think they do. I appreciate the opportunity to use the word zygote no matter what, so at least we got that. So, right off the bat, three friends, Greg, played by Ryan Gosling, his friend Bird, and their third friend, <laughs> Shari, they're scoping out a creepy warehouse where this guy Spidey lives. And Spidey is like a weird, crazy dude with goggles and long silver hair. If, if you haven't seen the episode... Picture Brent Spiner from Independence Day. Yeah. Where he's the weird old scientist. Exactly. He looks exactly like that. Spidey leaves the warehouse and they sneak in and they're looking through his junk and they find a weird bat camera. They're snooping around in Spidey's uh, weird dilapidated warehouse. They, They kick open a desk and on the inside of the desk they find this weird device that ryan said looks like a bat kind of like the 90s batmobile yeah or like batman like a the cowl like owl man's cowl from the watchman or something yeah really sleek and winged and strange and immediately he's like i think it's some kind of camera i'm like what uh, get well, a camera from that. Yeah, everyone immediately knows that it's a camera, as we'll see. I call him Owl Man, too. I think it's probably Night Owl. I don't want to lose any of my nerd cred. It's Night Owl. And they take Bird's picture, and suddenly he falls off the platform that he's standing on. But he doesn't die, so I call false advertising on the title of this episode, Say Cheese and Die. He said Cheddar. Oh, shit. Loophole. <laughs> Spidey appears behind them, uh, and... Falls. I, I guess he put his hand on the railing that Bird had previously broken through, uh, expecting to find it there because they didn't take his picture. But he falls and they escape. Uh, Greg still has the camera. He looks at the photo that he took of Bird and it shows him falling. And he's like, but I took the picture before you fell. And they're like, whatevs, you must have just forgotten. He brings it home. His big bro comes in. His big bro, Terry. And he's like, what's up, troll? But he's like a 90s stoner kid with a Baja jacket and stuff. He's got sweet bangs. Yeah. He's got like a puka shell necklace. Something Joker. like that, yeah. He, he's not really a bully asshole older brother like we really need in these episodes. But he does call him troll. Greg takes his brother Terry's picture in front of their dad's sweet new car. They're like, oh man, check out dad's new car. Isn't it boss? And they're like, yeah, it's the coolest thing i've ever seen but it's just like a lincoln continental or something it's, it's not, like a, a 1990 it's just a sedan sedan <laughs> but man this family has a few qualities chief among them is 
automotive enthusiasts. They, uh, they are they love this loving new car. this new car. Uh, he looks at the picture, and it shows the car all wrecked. And he's like, what? Even though it's a brand new car. So a little bit later, the whole family goes for a ride in the sweet new wheels. And <laughs> Greg chooses that moment to be like, Mom, Dad, look at this picture I took. Oh, and he's like waving it in their faces. And then they almost get hit by a semi, but it doesn't hit them. And they're like, phew. Uh, he loses the picture, so he can't prove it to anybody. That was a really good tense scene because at, at this point they've established that what the camera shows you is your dark future. Uh-huh. Some calamity that's going to befall you. He knows his car's going to get smashed up, and his brother's like, hey, you want to go for a ride? He's like, uh, no, not now, not right now. And he's like, show me the picture. He's like, no, no, no I won't show you the picture. Uh, very Hitchcockian. And then, yeah, and at dinner, his whole family, they're all losing it over this new car and they're like hey fuck dinner let's all get in this car <laughs> leave the dishes like, ah, i don't want to i don't want to get in the car but there's that that vertiginous horror of where like you're a kid and your family's all piling into the car and you know it's doomed but you still get in anyway because no one will believe you and I, I thought that was pretty good tense good maybe Ryan Gosling just sold it so he tells bird about Bird, by the way, who's... Oh, no, excuse me. I missed the beat again. So, a little bit later, the whole family is having a lovely barbecue. And it's a little bit trippy, as these scenes kind of are in Goosebumps. And I think mostly Goosebumps, they do this thing. must be like the same director, where uh, everything's a little wonky. And uh, Ryan Gosling, Greg, takes the picture. Of course, it shows the famous cover of the book where the entire family are skeletons, and Ryan Gosling's like, what? But it's all a dream. I would put the Inception sound, but it's not a dream within a dream this time. There's only one level of dreaming. So <laughs> it's true. Rules must apply. <laughs> uh, Some modicum of decorum <laughs> when it comes to the Inception sound. Uh, so then he tells his friend Bird about the cursed cam. Uh, he doesn't believe him. And suddenly some bullies appear, and one of the bullies is a very standout character from an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that you haven't seen. Although it is another so pseudo-Vink episode, so pseudo -vink. We'll, we'll go there. Alright, uh, color yeah, me interested. Yeah, Vink appears in the episode, but doesn't actually play Vink, as far as we know. Alright, we gotta watch that for the Vink retrospective. Yes, of course. So the bullies grab the fucking bat object, and they're like, nice camera! So again... <laughs> Everyone comes to running when they see this camera. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, maybe it has some sort of power that makes people want it badly. But yeah, everybody wants to have the camera, wants to take their pictures. Uh, so they they steal it, and they're about to take each other's picture. But Greg like grabs it back, and they and him and Bird escape. They jump over a fence into Sherry's yard, and she's like, "Hey, how's it going, guys? Take my picture." And they're like, "No, we can't. You don't understand." And she's like, "Damn it! Take my picture or else." So they do, they take Sherry's picture. Which is hilarious, because they literally just ran away from grown men. <laughs> they just saved bullies gonna, from taking a picture. Who were going to beat them if they didn't give them that sweet camera. But, uh, yeah, Sherry just just puts her foot down, and then they're helpless. Yeah, and so they look at the photo, and it's blank. It just shows the trees where she was standing. She's nowhere in it. And then Terry, Greg's brother, appears in Sherry's backyard, and is like, yo, troll. Dad had an accident. Car's all wrecked. Which I thought was a great fake out. Because you think that somehow... Oh, he avoided he fate. Averted, 
the dark fate and maybe because he knew about it and was in the car or maybe because the photograph went out the window and no it, that he was able to avoid the destruction of the car but no like terminator dark fate cannot be denied uh you know they visit their dad in the hospital he's got a bad broken leg and and later that night the cops show up and they're like hey have you seen sherry she's disappeared uh and of course ryan gosling is like well no no i, I haven't seen her since i oh, since i knew she was going to disappear when i took that photo and it and it, it was blank and uh, one of the cops is actually Ronnie from Schitt's Creek. More Schitt's Creek crossover in More Put Up Schitt's Your Spooks. Creek. Okay. I was so fixated on the cop with the mirrored glasses who was crushing it in that scene. <laughs> well, there's a good reason he was crushing it. Because that cop was none other than Scott Speedman from Underworld. Oh, snap! So, you know, they give, him the sh- they give him the business, give him a shakedown. Since Sherry has disappeared, Ryan Gosling is full upset now. And uh, he decides that he has no other choice but to take the camera back to Spidey. And Bird chickens out. He's got a lot of shit to do for his dad. So he doesn't go. Bird doesn't have a lot to do for his dad. He bitches out. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, all I we have is his was, word. I, I thought that was very realistic. <laughs> uh, uh, he was like, uh, no way. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, I got stuff to do for my dad. Okay, later. You're on your own. Totally. Uh, so, so Greg goes to the warehouse and um, Sherry is there. And she talks about how she just wasn't. And she doesn't even know where she was, but then suddenly she was back in her yard. And Ryan Gosling realizes that she blipped back into existence at the exact same time uh, a couple hours earlier when he tore up the pictures in anger. They go into the warehouse, they're poking around again. Spidey appears behind them, and uh, he's just immediately, before even asking any questions, starts talking about... Primitive tribes fear the camera. They believe that if it takes that picture... It will steal their soul. This camera is far worse. Far worse. Far worse. And then he's like, well, I can't let you guys leave. You know too many of my secrets. Sherry, in a fit of genius, takes his picture and he vanishes and uh, gets sucked inside the camera. Greg and Sherry leave and it cuts to the camera and he's like... big view screen i guess that we didn't see the the future seeing camera foresaw the future of lcd screens in cameras and then as soon as they leave the bullies come back and they're like haha they thought they could hide that sweet bat camera from us no dice and uh they take a picture and (laughs) spidey reappears and i guess kills them and that's uh, the end so ryan gosling's there in the dark parking lot of the abandoned building where spider has his lab and sherry reappears and so she reappeared that afternoon without her memory and the police had been involved everyone thought she'd been missing or abducted and then her parents let her go back out alone (laughs) that night to an abandoned warehouse they are terrible parents I think that's the, the real horror story of this episode. I have an incredibly interesting bit of trivia about Say Cheese and Die. The actor who played Spidey was also in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark called The Tale of the Curious Camera, where he played the owner of a cursed camera that brought bad luck and misfortune to everyone whose picture it took. The only difference is that that camera in Are You Afraid of the Dark had a gremlin inside. 
So at least there was an explanation for the bad magic other than crazy inventor. It was so weird to- I was like, I, I was like, that's the guy. And I looked it up. It's so weird that he played a cursed camera owner. Maybe, I mean, one of them, like maybe the casting director saw it on his reel. Owner of cursed camera, whichever show it was. And they're like, oh, he's perfect. Talk about getting uh, pigeonholed. Yeah. There he is, the tale of the curious camera. Also a stint on Forever Night, which was an awesome <laughs> series from the 90s about a vampire cop. What? Do you think I've always been a wretched creature slinking about at night? Yes! Yes. My episode is Tales from the Crypt called None But the Lonely Heart because it features a young Tom Hanks and... Get this, it's directed by Tom Hanks. I did notice that. We start at a lavish dinner table set for two. There's an elderly lady delighting over a bowl of pureed food and fawning over her handsome young husband, Howard, played by none other than Treat Williams. Did you recognize Treat Williams? I recognize him, but I mean, uh, again, uh, as we usually with these people off the top of my head, I couldn't like tell you what he'd been in, but he's uh, another guy that's been in like a zillion things. Yeah, he's just a rock-solid, standard actor from the 80s. And oh, he was killing it in this episode. <laughs> I would have married him. Yeah. So, I mean, Tom Hanks was like, all right, I want to direct. Okay, you're going to direct this episode. All right, who do you want? And he's like, I want treat motherfucking Williams. <laughs> this old lady, Matilda... Um, starts drinking this wine she goes into violent convulsions and dies treat calmly picks up the phone and then feigns this hysterical sobbing call to the police my wife she just had a heart attack one body down smash cut to funeral turbo plot hmm. we're on our way so as soon as the priest walks away um howard's business partner morty shows up and morty says howard it is time to take the money and run they just moved up our court date we're about to be dragged in and indicted and howard's like no we've only got five million dollars in this economy we, we can't <laughs> live on that much and he's like I, I gotta bag another old lady and morty's like damn it howard we've only got 10 days and howard's like i can do it time enough howard has a system he swears he's gonna grab a lady in the next 10 days and he tells Morty to believe in him. And as they leave, a sinister gravedigger heads in, begins to cover up Matilda's coffin. Cut to Howard. He's scanning through some tapes at a video dating service looking for lonely old women. And he rejects a few. And uh, he's got like a book open on his lap. He's got a magnifying glass. And he sees the video dating profile for Effie. And she's this lonely old lady, and she just wants companionship. And so he, like, freeze frames, whips out the magnifying glass, um, checks out all her jewelry. Um, he looks up in his giant book of obituaries who her husband was, how much money she has. And he's like, oh, yeah, this lady's the real deal. So... Um, he goes and checks out, and Tom Hanks, the owner of the video dating service, is like, damn, Treat, you are running through these old biddies. <laughs> Treat's like, you know it. So uh, Treat goes uh, to meet Effie, and he charms her right away, and she's like, what do you want in an old woman like me? And he's like, ah, 
Can't get it up. Age. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, women my age only want one thing. It's the thing I can't give them. I'm impotent. So I want the companionship of a mature and worldly older lady. Effie is like, I'll get it up well, for you're you. in luck because I have a secret technique for getting given guys boners. So she whisks him away to bed and knocks his socks off. Gross factor, medium. I mean, I was kind of into it. <laughs> Treat Williams does, does make the mind wander. The next morning, he gets an anonymous letter and it says, I know what you did last summer. Actually, it says, another one? Stop before it's too late. And so this throws him into a rage. He rushes over to Morty's office and his business partner, Morty, is like shredding documents and he's like, the heat's on, we gotta get out of here. And Howard's like, yeah, one of us does. Grabs Morty's tie, pulls it into the shredder, and then Morty is quickly strangled to death as the shredder pulls his tie taut and crushes the life out of him. Ridiculous. I mean, you're not supposed to wear loose equipment around <laughs> machinery. I feel so. like you could have just pulled the lid off. Maybe it was an 80s paper shredder that didn't have safety features. Yeah, maybe his was the final death that uh, <laughs> led to the safety innovations. Also, he could have pulled the, uh, the power cord out. Any, anything. He could have just anything. knocked it over. Yeah. I, it, but it was like blood was coming out, so it was... But he wasn't, like, feeding himself through the shredder. It was like the tie pulled so tight that it cut into him or something. Yeah, I could see that. Preposterous. <laughs> so, uh, Morty's dead. His, his business partner is out of the way. Um, so, technically, you'd think he now has twice the money. And he can get away with it. But no. He's too greedy. It. So, um... One minute later, he and Effie get married. And the butler is not feeling this. Effie's old butler is like, mm, I don't like what's going on here. And Howard's like, yeah, piss off. But the butler is like, oh, I'll piss off. But first, here's an anonymous letter. So Howard opens it up and it says, I still know what you did last summer. It says, another one? What you're doing to these women is criminal. So Howard's like, ah, shit. He runs back to the video dating service and he accuses Tom Hanks of blackmail. And then he smashes his head into the TV. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, there's like a there's something that I'm going to just dub the rewind kill or like the stutter kill where he smashed Tom oh. Hanks's head into the TV and they showed like seven cuts of the same thing. Uh-huh. That was like a Tom Hanks is really big on that in this episode. It's very 80s. It will factor in later. Now that he's got the blackmailer dead, Howard heads back to Effie's mansion and he's like, babe, get in the hot tub. I'm going to get some wine. And so she does. She's wandering back and forth, singing to herself. And then the butler shows up with a gun. He threatens to expose Howard's entire criminal past if he doesn't vamoose. And so Howard's like, okay, you got me. Go ahead, shoot me. Go ahead, pull the trigger, blow me away. And the butler's like, eh. 
And then Howard, Terminator style, grabs the butler with one arm, chokes the life out of him, and then snaps his neck for good measure. A lot of crunching so Howard, noises. Howard, he just, just annihilating people. He couldn't last forever. He gives Effie some of the poison wine, and she collapses. He grabs the uh, cordless phone, and before he could finish his tearful phone call about his wife dying, she revives and, like, jumps on him. So while still on the phone, he drags her to the staircase and, like, wrestles her and tosses her down the stairs. And he's updating the phone call in real time. And he's like, my wife, she's having convulsions. She's having a heart attack. She died of being wrestled. She fell down the stairs. She broke her neck. Meanwhile, the, she's going like, ah, rah, rah, rah. So I was like, the 911 guy definitely hears that. What we do know about Treat, who can kill people in like 10 seconds flat, is that uh, he's got it down to a science at this point. <laughs> and uh, everyone is, believes him no matter what. I mean, it's the, the, that, that chin, those cheekbones, nope. those blue eyes. I mean, wouldn't you believe him? I would, especially anyone who's appeared in Empire Strikes Back. That's right, uncredited. He's just about to leave for the airport. He's got his first-class tickets to fly to some little island with all his money, plus uh, Effie's money, too, I guess. Um, So he's ready to live the sweet life, but there's another note pinned to the door. It says, I'll always know what you did last summer. Now, it says something like, meet me at the mausoleum. A delightful romp with Audrey Hepburn from 1962. (laughs) So Howard freaked the fuck out and runs off to the cemetery. And uh, he's hanging out there in the the pitch black cemetery. And he's playing it cool. Someone with a flashlight shows up and he's like, come on, what's this all really all about? You want to blackmail me? You want to cut the money? What's this about? And then the person who has been writing these notes is Sugar Ray Leonard, the gravedigger. So Sugar Ray doesn't want to blackmail him. He wants to know how Howard is getting these women to fall body and soul in love with him or something. I don't know. I I can't tell you how all I am. All those ladies, so grateful for one last taste of life. What do you do to them? What do you say? I don't want them to get a hold of you. I want you to teach me. Them? Who's them? What is this, a conspiracy? Don't you get it? They want you. They use me to bring you here. Christ, if you can just hear them begging me. What are you talking Shit, man, they're coming for you. Run! 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 Howard being Howard. He's got to be a killing machine. Uh, he's not going to brook with with any partners in this endeavor. So he does a running attack with a shovel and decapitates the gravedigger. Super and edit style. Super edit style. This is a rewind kill. We see it like 11 times. <laughs> and um, uh, once that's done, he flips open the lid to Effie's coffin and is like, well, Effie, at least you're going to have some company. But Effie's coffin is empty. He's like, what? Where is she? And he turns around and there's Effie and all his old brides return and they're all goopy and they all have robot voices. 
We couldn't live without you. And we can't die without you. They dogpile on him, all his murdered brides, and they eat him? Question mark? I think they do. I, f- I feel like I really heard some chewing noises. They were zombies, after all. They craved him, and the Crypt Keeper uh, <laughs> said that they wanted his heart and his spleen and his liver and whatnot. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper also said, I like a lady who'll give me a head. <laughs> like, and let you keep it. Verbatim. <laughs> I, I was like, whoa! Even for Tales from the Crypt. Shock factor high. Yeah, e- e- so even his most recent kill that just happened like days earlier was like a disgusting, decayed skele zombie. We don't know what Sugar Ray Leonard was doing to these um, <laughs> insatiable old women. Also, maybe the the poison in the wine was like goopified faces. Perhaps. Uh, the last bride, the oldest, like the first bride, she was super cool. She was like a cool, full-on skeleton. Her eye popped out. She was that crawling. Was awesome. Yeah, very excellent. Yeah. I really thought we were going to get a cool shot of like, uh, was it really Sugar Ray Leonard? Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah. <laughs> so at first, I, you know, the episode kind of starts slow. There's a lot of time given to treat just conning ladies and like making business deals and going to the uh, video dating service. And, I mean, he kills that lady, like, you know, right off the bat. Like, the plot, like you said, it gets it gets going really fast, but I honestly thought it was just going to be a... I f- naively thought it was going to be a simple story where the, the final woman turns out to be, like, a crazy person and she gets the drop on him. Like, she's, like, luring him into her web, uh, but then that That's didn't happen. It seemed like when she's like, oh, I have a way yeah. of doing for you what I did for my dead husband. Like, uh, something, yeah. her husband died, she had some kind of technique or And then he was drug. giving her the wine, and she was like, I don't like red, and I was like, oh, now we're gonna get into a whole thing where she doesn't drink the wine, and he has to, like, improvise, but then that didn't really happen, and she just drank the wine. But then she was like, fell on the ground, and she, it was like real hammy. She was like, ooh, oh, egg. <laughs> And then she fell, and then she was like, kind of, almost like winking at the camera when he got went to the phone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's just like, you know, this is the final kind of play. Uh, but then that didn't really. I mean, she she revived, but it was only luck, I guess, on her part. And then I should have known because it's Tales from the Crypt, Skele Zombie Brides as the final capper. I, mean, I haven't seen every episode of Tales from the Crypt, but I would say easily ninety percent of them are just about greedy or lustful yeah. people getting their just desserts with no supernatural elements whatsoever. Right, so I it's thought it was going to be one of those just for sure. backstabbing and murder. So I did not see the full-on zombie bride brigade coming in and taking out Williams. That was awesome. Now that's what I call a happy ending. Shock factor for Tales from the Crypt. Hi. Hi. There's a, there's a lot of murder. A lot of it's violent. Some of it's ridiculously violent. I didn't but honestly like, see him throwing Tom Hanks through a television. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks has two scenes. Tom Hanks has two scenes, and one of them is him getting Freddy into a TV set and electrocuted. Time. 
Okay, scare factor for goosebumps? Um, I don't know. Maybe medium. The scene where he has to get into the car knowing that it's going to crash and can't really explain to people what yeah. he knows, I thought that was effective. I, I thought explain, that yeah, was pretty good. suspense and that was eerie. Good film Other craft. than that, it wasn't too scary. No. Gross factor for goosebumps. Low. Yeah, I'd say loaded none. Gross factors for Tales from the Crypt, high. Very high. Starting, starting with that old woman loudly licking her lips. <laughs> that was upsetting. And when I rewatched it the second time, I put on headphones and I was like, no! And I kept trying to fast forward past the <laughs> lip licking. But um, Mrs. Gunderson sex, not gross. Sweet. That passions. old lady had it going on. She did, and she was only like in her 60s. She was only 67, and she knew what she wanted. And she and wanted she a lot of it. Get it. <laughs> See, so that, that should, she should have been suspicious, though, right off the bat. I mean, I know she knew she was good, but he was like, I haven't been able to make love since high school. But they did it five or six times, as he says in the episode. She should have uh, been like, wait a minute, you're lying. No, she just has that effect on men. I know clearly. I'm a hot toddy, but I'm not that. I don't have that great a. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, goopy corpse bride cannibalism. Yeah, quite gross. Yeah, for the win. Gross factor a high. Body count. Goosebumps. Zero. Body count zero. Um, body count for, for Tales from the Crypt. Uh, so we've got Matilda, Elizabeth, Claire, Effie, Morty. Tom Hanks, the Butler, the Gravedigger, and Howard. And ben Howard and How. Tales from the Crypt definitely wins on yeah, Tales from the Crypt blows that out of the. It annihilates it. Yeah. Okay. Theme star power. Theme star power. I think this is the only category where Goosebumps takes it. I mean, Treat Williams. You know, he's done a lot of things. I wouldn't call him a star. Tom Hanks only in two scenes. Goosebumps has a Gosling and a secret Speedman and okay. a secret Ronnie from Shoot's Creek. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, directed by Tom Hanks, cameo by Tom Hanks, Treat Williams, and then you've got uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh, Sugar Ray Leonard's a, yeah. Famous boxers of all time. That's, a, that's actually a lot of star power. Totally 80s versus hella 90s. So Goosebumps, hella 90s. You know what? I'm going to say... The older brother... Oh, the older brother was hella 90s. But other than the older brother and the Lincoln Continental, <laughs> there was really no 80, no 90s action. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't taking a Dutch angle count, so... At first there was a Dutch angle, and then in a later sequence, they just locked the camera off at a Dutch angle. Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, the second Dutch angle. And that whole scene played out in the Dutch angle, and I was like, oh man, I don't know how we're going to factor this in. Oh. So I'm going to give Dutch angle to Goosebumps. <laughs> For totally 80s, though, Tales from the Crypt had those rewind kills, video dating. Video dating, if nothing else. And, and the, um, the, the, the cordless phone <laughs> being like a pivotal plot device. character in the show. I miss video dating because it was, it is the most filmic device for setting a scenario up you've got someone who's lonely or looking for love you have people speaking directly to camera yeah. saying exactly what they want man yeah I... that was an age of, of <laughs> exposition when video dating was uh -huh. a thing let's talk what the factor goosebumps um very confusing at the end oh yeah 
definitely had me saying, what the F. But overall pretty low. It's a cursed camera. It does cursing things. Yeah, it, it, uh, I thought it was pretty solid for the most part, where they're like, okay, there's this dark future, can we avoid it or not, what's going on? It wasn't until the end where they zapped him into the camera, and then he zapped himself back out, and everything was unclear. Yeah. Uh, what the factor for Tales from the Crypt? Um, I thought the uh, Gravedigger was trying to blackmail him, or at least get him to stop killing women, because the plots were like, yeah. what you're doing to these women is criminal. Like, stop another one, you know. The gravedigger sent the first note to the to Mrs. Gunderson's house yeah. the day after their first date when they hooked up. How the fuck did he know he was there? <laughs> well, they established that he's in the gravedigger's union. So they got people, they got branch offices all over. Uh, they're, they're up. They, they need to know what old rich people are doing because, you know, it's just uh, money. Yeah, I guess so. They're, they're, they're future customers. Um, so if I could piece it together, after having watched it twice, Howard was making these women fall in love, then he was murdering them on, like, the precipice of their greatest passion. So when they peaked in love and passion, you know, when he rekindled the flame within their hearts, he murders them. So they can't die because they he's rekindled them. And all these rekindled dead wives are showing up at this one cemetery. And the gravedigger finds out that these women are undead or they're, they're zombies. They're still alive and they all want Howard. And somehow they talk him into sending notes to Howard to bring him in because it's not just a setup. He's not like, Howard, I've brought you here to die to face punishment or just to get these old ladies to leave me alone. He's like, I want to know what you know. Yeah. I want you to teach me your ways. <laughs> Very complicated. His motivations Very, are manyfold. His motivations were manyfold and unclear and delivered in a pitch dark room by a non-actor. <laughs> I mean, Sugar Ray Leonard's acted more things than I ever will, so, you know, I'm not one to judge. Um, but uh, Tom Hanks maybe uh, whiffed it on that part. But they knew that eventually, 30 years later, someone would do an episode where they had to vote on star, star power. power. So Tom Hanks fucking... Uh, like yeah, like he, like he a cursed camera, <laughs> he can see the future, and it's bad. Right. Yes. <laughs> Winner, tales from the crypt. Uh huh. Hands by down. By a mile. So Ryan, let's say you and your friends troll and bird, find a camera that can't be destroyed. It's evil. It's or it's it's bad. It leads to bad outcomes. Do you? set about to dedicating your life to murdering children to stop the seeker from getting out or do you take proactive measures to destroy this camera i want to hear your thought process ah uh, well i'm a fairly I, I i hesitate to say good person because <laughs> a lot of my motivations for doing good are, are in my own self-interest I hesitate to say God-fearing because I'm somewhat of a, an agnostic. Uh, but I try to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. 
as much as possible. So I think what I would do... Don't say closet full of dildos. <laughs> but it's, it's the answer to everything. <laughs> Is that your answer for everything? You are not a good person. You're right. Um, I'm not, you're not hurting anybody with a closet full of dildos, except for maybe the person who has to clean out your house after you die from too much dildo use. I was going to say bring the camera to a volcano and dump okay. it inside. Awesome. I think that Very Mount Doom style is the only surefire way to destroy or at least ensure that no one else is going to find that camera. Unless there's an eruption. Maybe the camera causes an eruption. And that it gets would, that launched like miles out. Yeah. And it, so it levels towns around the volcano and also gets launched miles out for someone else to find and do bad with. So maybe you could blast it into space. I, I think that's a great answer. We have reached the stage where they have these things called CubeSats. Yeah. Which are these small, relatively affordable satellites that colleges and small non-NGOs can afford to load up onto rockets and launch into space to do experiments. Um, and it's something like $5,000, $10,000 a launch. Put that little bat camera in a CubeSat, send that sucker out. Yeah, you could scrape up a $5,000 to save humanity. Absolutely. I mean, in the time it would take you you know, living in an abandoned lab like spiders doing, killing kids or keeping them hostage for the rest of their lives like mm. just get a job at mcdonald's but earn up that what, money <laughs> but what if the camera takes a picture of the earth because the camera kind of causes bad fates to happen yeah it's not just that someone sees the photo and freaks out no because sherry literally blipped out of existence that's right she Spider literally got sucked into digitized. the camera digitized yeah, yeah. <laughs> digitized um, so my answer for that was, you know, first step, coat the thing in tar. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or At paint. least a, some kind of lens cap. Yeah, a lens cap, a sack, you know, um, tar, gum up the lenses and the, the place where the film comes out. Because yep. even if this thing is indestructible, which might mean that no, nothing, no adhesive can bond to its surface mm -hmm. because it's made of some kind of super space-age material. I, I do think it can be contained. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love your volcano idea <laughs> because, you know, before the explosion at least, it's dipped in molten rock and trapped there. There's poisonous fumes. You can't get close to it. There are holes all around the world that are, like, ridiculously deep um oh yeah you know, go to go to um centralia and just dump it in there put it in an old coal mine fire exactly um there's this place in uh in russia called like the the well to hell <laughs> and it's the deepest hole in the world you can dump it in one of those blue holes in the ocean yeah you could dump it in the marineris trench marineris um, trench <laughs> the, the marianas trench <laughs> I want a marinara trench. Mm, nom, 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 nom. Put it put, put into some marinara, bring it to the Olive Garden, put it underneath the Ooh. bottomless bowl of breadsticks or pasta. Solved. We'll never get to it. Yeah, <laughs> solved. There's this mine in the Soviet Union called the Kola Super Deep Borehole. And it's so deep that they had to stop drilling because it got so hot. Mm. Because that's how far into the core of the earth it went. And then it filled up with Pepsi. Or get a 3d printer or something like that 
and you do a 3D scan of the bat camera, and then you just make hundreds and thousands of duplicate dummy bat cameras. And you sell them on the black market, you put them on eBay, you put them on Craigslist, you bury them in landfills. The chances of someone finding the right, even if they're looking for it, finding the right futuristic bat camera just dropped down to like one in a trillion at that point <laughs> yeah in the are you afraid of the dark cursed camera episode they took they had the camera take a picture of itself in the mirror which blew it up but then i think ultimately there was like a stinger where the gremlin printed out on a piece of printer paper or something so or we got into the computer all right we, we gotta watch that episode <laughs> i think we need to have a haunted cam. we need to have a season of put up your spooks it's haunted all about first cameras haunted cameras uh-huh. there's something really freaky about this thing will you just take the picture okay well whether we're coming at you with a haunted camera or scamming you for your money what do we always say We have a way to solve your impotence. And? We have a closet full of dildos. Lastly, we run for your lives! (laughs) 